What's up, everyone? This is the first episode of The Trip, a podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew, your co-host, and here with me is Armand Rye. Yeah, it's me, the one and only. Uh, so the first topic we'll actually discuss is just... Uh, What's better, burgers or pizza? <laughs> I was thinking we talk about what happened here, I get, and you know, in talking- the recent days. In the recent days? Uh Armand, yeah. can you like fill us in on what happened? All right, all right. So again, first of all, uh, I think that this is our first podcast, and we'll probably kind of preface this throughout some of the first couple episodes. We appreciate honesty. We'll both be completely honest. We will redact some names, obviously, for uh, just our respect for parties. But this is going to be completely honest and from, from both, both from try to be from an unbiased perspective. So I think we'll start uh, currently. In the or last night in the Gatton chat, there was some allegations of racism and sexism towards one of our classmates. And I felt that these were unjust because our Gatton community tends to throw around these words just because just to play some identity politics. You know, they see someone who they disagree with, they call them names. And yeah, and I wanted to I wanted to kind of pursue this. So I, I, I brought up the question, why are we calling this certain classmate racist and sexist? Uh, do we have any base or any proof for this? And basically someone said that he made a kind of rude joke. And, you know, I was kind of like, you know what, guys, you guys need some friends. Go talk to someone in real life face to face. You guys don't. I mean, go fucking do something with your life. You know, people who try to throw around these words. They don't leave their room other than to walk to class. And they take 20 minutes to walk to something that's barely 0.2 miles. Um and that's as much as I'll comment on their identity. <laughs> but then after I made that comment, someone ten thought it was they 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 basically texted a video to this uh, group chat uh, of an audio clip of me and another peer talking about um, sort of this India Pakistan uh, conflict, and I was sort of making the argument that Pakistan used tactics such as rape. And it's similar to the Nanking situation to try to take take over uh, when they were invading Hindustan. And this this culture, uh, like with things like rape, were somewhat accepted uh, and during this invasion. And based off this basis, I was saying that although both sides did terrible things to, to each other, Pakistan was the worst in this uh, side and worse in this conflict. I, it's, a, I, it's not a direct quote, but I'll try to be as, 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 as direct as possible. But I basically said along the lines of like, uh, if you rape 15 people, you're and you rape, if I rape 15 people and you rape 10 people, I'm worse in this situation. Um, and then he, and I told the other peer to read a textbook or read a textbook or two. And he sort of clapped back with the, uh, so the saying like, well, who raped less people? And I I said, well, the Packies did. And yeah, it wasn't exactly the best term I could have used. But you know what? I've heard I've used Packies around multiple Pakistani people. They don't seem to mind at all as long as you're not saying you dumbass Packy piece of shit. But uh, yeah. I that mean, could be taken out of context. I have one question yeah. uh, about that whole scenario. And the initial... Well, um, wait, let, me, let, me, let me kind of okay. add on a couple of things before we go into some of the this, more of the discussion here. Just let me just set up the topic. But the most interesting part of this this audio clip that was sent to this group chat was that this audio clip was recorded on our floor 
in our common area and the and towards the middle of the night past past where anyone outside the floor is allowed in this meeting that someone on this floor took a video or, or sorry took a voice memo of this uh conversation and they sent it to their friends and you know we, we recently had a discussion today about yay 30 minutes ago uh discussing basically how what how our floor felt about it and we thought it was a a great a great fall and a falling out with some members of the floor um but you know what with all respect i think that we're working towards forgive everybody but it was very sad for us to see and hear that people on our floor were recording private conversations and trying to uh spread them around without giving a full context of the conversation and trying to clip both me and my peer uh in our sort of bad situation. It's something that we often see with the identity politics on both, on all sides of the political spectrum. All right. Um, my first question about this is initially at the beginning, why were people accusing of such person of being racist? Uh, well, at the beginning, I think he made, well, first of all, this sort of conversation started with a member. Uh, I believe it was a, a I'll say a female named Elliot, uh, and they basically came up with this saying, hey guys, how do you guys feel about guns and abortion with a smiley face? Obviously knowing that they were going to get a response from our largely more liberal and strongly liberal um, student body uh, that we're going to basically, if anybody opposes pro-choice or pro-extreme gun control, you would be uh, called out for being a bigot. And Jonathan basically made the argument that he does not like the ATF, and that the Elliot, what or Elliot and uh, this Jonathan, the I mean, I don't mind saying his name, he won't care, but um, they basically said that uh, you know, he'd hate the ATF, you know, this alcohol, tobacco, firearms, uh, one other thing I don't exactly remember, but um, yeah, I agree with him. ATF is fucking dumb as shit, make a lot of shitty laws. Uh, you know, I'm split on the abortion debate, and so I try not to, I try not to comment too much on it because I don't feel too strongly about it yet uh, until I form a more concrete opinion. And when, when the student Jonathan was commenting about his beliefs about the ATF and sort of his, I don't even think he commented on abortion at all. He was extremely, he was, what was it called? Uh, right away called a racist, a sexist, and being accused of bigotry, you know, which I think is very bad for our environment. Um, and then Jonathan proceeded to, he defended himself, you know what I mean? In the most literal sense, people still tried to attack him. And Jonathan gave clear, concise responses that the more liberal, left-leaning caucus, uh, left-leaning student body did not enjoy particularly. Um, but I wouldn't say that he said anything that was particularly uh, false, according to scientific data. Uh, I'm just going to try to play devil's advocate here in terms of uh, Jonathan's side. Uh, you could be saying that Jonathan was trying to defend himself, but... You could also bring up the point that he incited this conversation and this debate amongst the student body because he knew it would get a reaction and it was purely out of his enjoyment and he just wanted to just stir up some some beef, some conflict with all these students. And I feel like from the start, no or none of this like conflict would have happened. Obviously, like um, people on both sides of the spectrum 
like to express our opinions. And I think that's like one thing really prevalent, not within just Gatton, but like within society itself. It's just everyone wants to oppose their own views on others or in some way incite violence or conflict um, with the opposing side just because it is fun, they're bored, and they honestly have like, Nothing yeah they just think it's fun so uh but i would also say bring up the point that stirring up conversation and free speech is the only way we can actually progress mm-hmm. but with the wrong intent of like stirring up conflict just for conflict mm-hmm. because they know that um the other side is so adamant in their beliefs that is just completely wrong idea and a wrong execution of what free speech is really supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you, but um, the way I see it, Jonathan defended himself. He he used his arguments, had data that backed him. Um, and yeah, maybe he used, I mean, again, like he did use responses that inside, that that caused more, uh, more people to call him a bigot and accuse him of bigotry. But again, I think that Anybody that shares the same opinions as him, when I share some of the opinions, same opinions as him, such as the ATF in particular, um, I, if you, I think that just because our student body is so largely left leaning and that they're just not going to like some of what he has to say, which tends to be the arguments that some of the right leaning people get. And it goes back to that he was defending himself. He didn't lie. He used arguments that had data behind it. And I don't think you can necessarily call someone for inciting for that. I mean, like, if you call inciting for something would be like using it as an example and saying you're an idiot for calling me that, or saying that that you have no right to talk about this because you're a. a and I'm using this as a hypothetical. Like, if you call someone a dumb bitch, obviously that would incite more of a hateful conversation. But no, I think Jonathan handled it pretty, pretty, pretty. He he handled it well. He used again. I'm repeating myself, but he used. At the end of the day, he handled it well. He used arguments that had data behind him, and he wasn't calling anybody names. Okay, then answer me this. Mm-hmm. Was he not the first person to actually stir up this conversation about gun, just ATF, and trying to stir up some response? Was there any previous conversation about that before he even brought it up? I don't know yeah. of the story because yeah. I just was. No, yeah, there was. Though. I mean, again, I was referring to. I th- I'm pretty sure it was someone, um, a girl named Elliot. Um, you can refute me if you watch this and go again. You can say whatever you want, but uh, yeah, as, I, as far as I, as far to my knowledge, it was Elliot starting a conversation. I was saying, "What are your thoughts about guns and abortion?" Then a smiley face. Uh, and the guy, do I think? And then again, Jonathan used arguments said data that. Back that backed him, and I don't. I, so, from my knowledge, he did not say anything that was racist or sexist. But I could be wrong. So Elliot was the one who is left leaning and asked that question. Uh, I'm not sure on their exact views on every single thing, but the way that they presented themselves in this argument was in a very left leaning manner. And from what I know about them personally, they are left leaning. Oh, so I was I completely misunderstood. Uh, Elliot said this because he knew that any other response other than left-leaning ideology ideology, yeah, my bad Mm. any other ideology besides the left-leaning would be 
called out and canceled for, and that's why she, they, mm. why Elliot? Why Elliot actually asked the question? You know, I'm not going to speak to why Elliot or the, the 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 thoughts and the backgrounds of what Elliot Elliot was thinking when Elliot, you know, posted this in the chat because again, that's not my really spot to say, and I have no data to prove me to back me up on it. But again, you look you look at the facts. Our student body is extremely left leaning. I would say within itself, 25% of our uh, student body is our full, complete socialists. And I would say a good, uh, another 50 to 60% of our student body is still would consider themselves Democrats uh, and left-leaning just in general. I'm not going to say that Elliot was trying to incite violence, but I do think that putting a smiley face after talking about guns and abortion was an interesting choice. No, I completely agree. Even like anyone who actually reads that can read between the lines and understand that that was trying to incite violence. I just want to clear it up. I have no um, knowledge of like this event. I didn't really keep up. And if I mix like people up, their pronouns, uh, that's simply because like I wasn't following the story. And this is just me um, learning from Armand right now. Uh, that brings up another question. Well, I, I just want to make another comment really quickly. Like, uh, Again, I'm a big believer in free speech. It's our First Amendment right, you know. Um, and even though I disagree with people, the best way to change someone's mind is to have a civil discussion. You know, I just want to bring that back up. And you use things that have data behind them. You don't call someone out for, or you don't say anything that doesn't have any sort of base behind it. Right? Yeah. You always try to fight and progress by just making more free speech. Uh, I feel like that's. Another point that we should touch up on throughout this um, fiasco, you could say, mm -hmm. sure, people got kicked out, correct? Uh, uh, kicked out of the group chat. Let's kicked, kicked out, out of, of the group, group chat, chat. Mm -hmm. uh, which is in our scenario the platform to express free speech and to actually give opinions. And which I would like to say is unfortunate because I think it's, uh, and yeah, this is me kind of contradicting myself, but yeah, I think it's kind of a it's a weak thing to it's a weak to have these type of conversations on social media instead of face-to-face, -face. especially uh, sorry, calling someone out to be, calling someone to be a bigot is something, sorry, you don't do on social media. You do it in person. All right. Um, with that, I feel like just the, I, you could uh, basically uh, make a metaphor or not a metaphor, just analogy back to like what happens just in society as well with, Twitter censoring Trump or Reddit censoring the um, uh, the Redditors on Wall Street bets. It's essentially the same idea. Like free speech, when it was uh, created, was meant uh, in person because they didn't have that technology. And obviously society is advancing to the point where free speech now is any platform where we are able to express our thoughts, whether it be through Reddit, Twitter, or in group me. And even though this is a much smaller scale than that, I feel like being able to kick someone out and not let them express their own thoughts because it differs from your own is something that's, that basically ruins the concept of free speech. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, but I, I mean, like, well, I'll, I'll talk specifically about because I think this particular topic is pretty interesting. It's something I'm actually pretty fascinated by. But like, we'll, we'll talk about Twitter and and when you, like you see on Twitter that 
you, like look into these sort of like uh, even even like sort of your meme tweets and it would like just consider all tweets, including me, like meme tweets, uh, political tweets, tweets about DIY hacks. People don't comment unless they're emotionally charged, you know. And part of not having that face-to-face sort of uh, factor aspect to these conversations, quote unquote, uh, will allow people to. I think, I, in my personal opinion, you lose sort a sort of humanity in the conversation. Um, when you lose that sense of, you know, I'm, like, I'm very big on like when you have a conversation with someone, with someone, it's important to see blush. It's important to see smile. It's important to see the way your eyebrows move. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that we don't recognize every single second, but it's something that we unconsciously do. And again, like, I, I'm repeating myself, but when you are on social media, you tend to not have this and go directly attack people. You like to call names because you want to be able to it almost garner attention for this. You know what I mean? I think that's, I mean, I was like, in a, in a specific case of like Trump being Donald Trump being, um, removed from, from, from Twitter. Uh, I obviously, I haven't read every single tweet Donald Trump has ever tweeted. I don't think if you have, if you have, you can find another hobby. Personally. Um, but, uh, you know, inciting violence is something I would probably not want on my platform. Again, just openly, I would have voted for Trump in the 2016 and 2020 election. Um, but inciting violence on social media is, again, something we should not encourage. Should he have been permanently banned? Uh, probably not. But No, he should not have been banned. You cannot tell me that he should have been banned. In no, in no regard should he have banned. I am completely against Trump. Like, I do not like Trump at all. Mm-hmm. What he's done for the economy, yeah, I understand. I understand that some people like him. Obviously, I don't know like the intricacies of what exactly all he did in his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of taking someone off of a platform where we express free speech is completely wrong. I understand that he is in a different uh, social standing than other people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you could make an argument in uh, people having different expectations of how the president should act or a senator. But I feel like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You should not be able to censor anyone on such a big platform. And that, that also brings like a good point in like how social media and how uh, a lot of these organizations have to now um, find a way to morally and ethically uh, find the right way to uh, protect free speech, but also uh, prevent such violence from inciting. And that's a major problem in these organizations is that, I mean, this also relates back to group me in a sense. I was going to get to this. Such companies, Twitter, Instagram, they all post or they all push out these really extreme ideas or extreme idealizations of the ends of the spectrum just because they know that it will get a really big reaction. That's the goal, to get 
more audience engagement, right? I mean, like, go back to Facebook. The reason why Facebook is so successful at the beginning is because they're able to get clicks every single day. So they had the, the highest uh, coming back rate. I don't know if it's but the coming back rate where people would go on one day, they'll come back the next day. So yeah, the point of social, from a, from a business fan standpoint, the, the CEOs, the, the CFOs, they all just want to get clicks in because that's what makes the money. But again, like I think that brings up an interesting topic. Twitter is a private corporation. So is Facebook. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, like, do they have the right as a business to be able to? And I'm interested in your your opinion on this. Do they have the right as a private corporation? And I, I'm not completely familiar with the exact distinctions between public and private because I know Facebook has made it's, it's public. It's public. Yeah, it's a public corporation. I believe if it's private, they don't have to release any of their forms, any of the files. Public means they have basically stock. They have IPO'd. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll, I'll I'll refrain from using Facebook as, but but sure, sure private social media, uh, business corporation. Should, should they be allowed to take people off if they choose? If I feel like that's it? a really theoretical question, just because all these big social media platforms are already public and they already have such a large fan base and an audience that no other social media upcoming. Um, or a large number of them would be private. Most of them are already public. And the idea to answer your question is they shouldn't have to build their own committee to actually censor these people. I feel like this is more of an issue on a government level, on a national level, because it is the platform where individuals express their free speech. So having... Uh, the CEO of Facebook actually formed a committee and like who decides that, right? Who decides the committee? Because that could be also really biased. Of course, but like in the specific case of Donald Trump where there is evidence that he he incited violence. I, I think in my in my personal opinion from what I'm seeing, he incited violence on social media. I don't think he should have been permanently banned. I think that's a terrible idea, both from a public and just from a moral standpoint, it should have been like permanently banned. But do you think that like what what do you think there should have been a punishment for towards Donald Trump, and if so, what? And there's a, this isn't necessarily me attacking Donald Trump. This is more from like a, a general like philosophy in the way that these companies should run. I'm not on the side of like who to ban, who to censor, because I'm not in that position, right? Mm-hmm. So my belief is just that there should be a government level. I, it's just like a whole different problem with a lot of complexity. It's not a simple problem that one can just like say and fix uh, because it involves a lot of roles and implications about who to actually elect to this committee. Obviously, it can't be one person deciding, yeah, we're going to censor them. It can't be made in a rush just like uh, um, Twitter and Trump because that was made like they censored him extremely soon after he uh, tweeted that and after the um, riot. So, like, in the future, it just brings up an important point in, like, how are we actually, as a society, going to regulate free speech in these large social media platforms? Well, I, I just want to bring back, bring back the point because I'm, I'm generally curious. Like, if, if you were the if you okay, if the, I was, if you were the committee, would you, how would you deal with the Donald Trump situation? And, and for any matter, any large public figure, such as possibly a president or former president, inciting violence. If, if you were the committee, what would you do? I would. And why? 
it would be expensive process in electing who will be on a committee because obviously we need a committee. I do not believe in like one person should have like all the power. But, but if you were the one person, what would you do to, with the specific situation? If I was the one person, I would elect a committee. That's what I would do. I would not do that. I would elect a committee because I truly believe that differing opinions and differing ideologies makes for the best actual solution. Okay, well, let's Because now you're just trying to get, like, an answer out of me about, like, Trump and Twitter. Okay, but I'm, I'm saying di disregard the fact that specifically the individual of Donald Trump, thinking about just in general, if a, if a extremely popular political and public figure such I'm an extremely popular political and public figure incited violence and you you were the committee <laughs> how, how how would you how what would be your reasoning and your logic and behind your action it would be a temporary ban uh i do not believe that completely censoring a person is right in terms of free speech mm -hmm. uh temporary ban if you want the specifics, I really couldn't give it to you. Yeah, Off the top of my head, it'd be at like week, one week, max, honestly. What if it was Osama bin Laden? Okay, there's a difference between inciting violence and actually threatening and terrorizing. Elaborate. Uh, in that scenario, he is legitimately, Osama bin Laden, he is legitimately trying to terrorize and attack people, and that harms the safety of all of American citizens. In terms of inciting violence, that is on a lesser scale. Don't get me wrong, it's still like a big, um, thing to say, but it's not on the level of terrorizing. And for that, it's the individual basis. It is, like, to the extreme, um, and just how important and how crucial and how much it impacts the people. And that's what I would judge it off on. And if it was something to that extreme, they would be banned. Right, and you know what? I would, I would agree with you. And again, I would agree with you that like we should definitely consider more temporary bans. And I don't think, especially in the case such as Donald Trump or such as those Redditors being banned, a permanent ban is not exactly what, what should happen. And you saw this again, like, with the, the whole Gideon Pokemon thing. Gideon's not been permabanned for that. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Permabanning someone for, for for free speech is the worst fucking idea you can do in the entire world. This guy be like, look, if a neo-Nazi came up to me, I'm not going to punch him in the face and say you're a piece of shit. Uh, I'm going if, to... If they were... If, so in the hypothetical situation, <laughs> I would try to at least reason with them somewhat. Because again, free speech is the way you actually get shit done. Again, it's not necessarily the fastest thing nor, but this is the exact fucking... Uh, idea and figure that our country was built on as a nation. We, we I mean, uh, silencing the people. It's, and it doesn't matter if they're public figureheads or not. It's terrible. We see, like in the uh, Obama administration, um, they were uh, the Obama administration was trying to sway these corporations, especially so these social media corporations, to uh, not necessarily shadow ban uh, or, or temporary ban these figureheads, but sort of nudge the public towards having that, towards viewing posts from people they would slightly more agree with and effectively taking away the base of someone like a neo-Nazi. And again, this is not me calling Trump a neo-Nazi. I'm using example as a neo-Nazi. And 
And I think that type of that type of legislation and topic thought process in general is the most hazardous and dangerous thing you could do in the entire world. Again, like, uh, this point was brought today in sort of this meeting when we were talking about this group me as a floor situation. You want to ha- you want to change someone's mind. You sit down, you have a conversation with them, an intelligent one, a one, a coherent one, where you you refrain from calling names. And again, sometimes it doesn't work out. And if that person just, if you end up having to agree to disagree, that's a part of the conversation in general. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Combat free speech with more speech. Exactly. You know, that's what, and I think it's also important that if you genuinely believe in something, there's nothing wrong with sticking up for it. One and I, there's nothing else that needs to be said. All right. Uh, I think that wraps it up for this uh, podcast. Uh, anything else you want to add, Armand? Uh, I would just say uh, I'm not completely sure the function of these, this exact app, but if you <laughs> want to leave comments uh, with your opinions, uh, we may touch on them next ep- the podcast in the beginning, or if you have any suggestions for topics, or just, you know, Tim, we, we talk about free speech a lot. Give us your opinion on free speech, and again, utilize your free speech to the to the fullest while you're human on this world. All right. Uh, anything interesting in your life? Anything interesting in my life? Uh, I had a slice of cheese pizza and a slice of pepperoni pizza for lunch today. The funny thing, my mom actually poops a lot. I didn't know that when I first met him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that's you know, all right. I, I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a lot of tea. I don't know how he does it. Okay. Uh, I think that's a wrap on this podcast. Wrap. This is the, the trip a podcast. Armand Rye, Andrew Park. And we'll see you next week.